Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Frey Podcast. Brought to you by thefray.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode. It's just little old me sitting down and sharing with you a selection of things that I honestly cannot recommend enough. Over the weekend, I was talking to my dad and I found myself saying, I can't recommend it enough. Like you have to. And I was talking about a show that I had watched, a show. P.S. I used the term, again, this is like off topic, but whatever. I used the term show in a dating app the other day. Someone said to me, oh, have you seen? And they said the name of a show. And I said, oh, is that a show? And they were like, are you an 80 year old woman who says show? But surely like the word show is fine, right? I don't know. I kind of thought like, oh, I need to make a mental note. No one says show anymore. It's a TV series, I guess. Anyway, I digress. I was saying to my dad, you absolutely have to watch this show. I cannot recommend it enough. It's the best thing I've seen. And I heard myself say, can't recommend it enough. And I thought, I'm going to do a whole episode of things that I just would highly recommend. And again, this is just, you know, a collection of all different sorts of things that I really like. And maybe some of you will, and maybe some of you will not at all, but can't please everyone. So the first thing and the show that I was talking about to my dad, kind of trying to bully him into watching is on Disney and it's called The Rescue. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, but if you haven't watched this documentary, The Rescue, stop what you're doing and go and watch it. It is the most gripping, inspiring, um, emotive documentary I have seen in a really long time. The last documentary, actually, I think that I watched was the David Attenborough one, which I got quite teary in that too. But this is a whole other level of, I don't know, um, it just feels like such a roller coaster. So the rescue is about the the rescue, obviously, um, of the twelve Thai boys and their soccer coach from the caves that were flooded in Thailand. So that happened in 2018. So I was aware of that. I think everyone was aware that there was this massive rescue, this massive operation happening over in Thailand. And if you're not aware of it, the nuts and bolts of it are that a group of 12 boys, I think ranging from 11 to 16, I want to say, I could be wrong on that, but they were part of a soccer team called the Wild Boars. After training, they went exploring these caves. And apparently it was very common that people would go and walk through these caves during their kind of dry season, not when it's obviously monsoon season, but it was kind of a done thing and it wasn't monsoon season. So it's not like an insane thing that these kids did. It's it's just part of what they would do. And their soccer coach was with them 
as well. So 13 people in total went exploring in these caves. The rain came down and they got flooded in there. And they were missing for, I think, 10 days before they were found. So which is just wild to begin with, to think that they were in this cave for 10 days, no food, only water that they could drink from the cave. And when they were found, they're like on this little ledge. I'm sure a lot of people have seen the footage. The footage went absolutely like worldwide as it should of, you know, these beautiful little boys just sitting like on this, on this rock ledge. And of course you could just see how exhausted they were and all of those things. But anyway, I'm not going to go too far into it. Otherwise this will be a very long episode, but this documentary, the rescue chronicles exactly that. And I found myself so gripped to this documentary, even though I knew the outcome, like I knew that, like I knew the outcome of this story and I'm sure most of you do, but if you don't, I won't go into it. But I was aware of what like the result was, but even knowing, like even actually understanding what happened at the end and all of that, I still found myself pacing around the lounge room while I was watching this documentary. And I think the reason I say I can't recommend it enough, you know, there are a few reasons, but one is it's the only thing I've watched in a really long time that I haven't also found myself picking up my phone. You know how it's really common now when you're watching TV, watching a movie that you'll have the TV going. You might even have your laptop next to you while you also have your phone next to you and you're dipping in and you're dipping out and you're not really anywhere, you know? And in watching The Rescue, I was just so transfixed on the story that was in front of me. And I felt so like viscerally attached to this story. And so I'm sure many of you will have a very similar result. It is so acclaimed. So many people have raved about this and for good reason. And I think, you know, one of the other big things that I found myself thinking during this was just how amazing are people? People are so incredible in terms of the resilience of these children and also the brains and the like sheer determination of the people involved in the rescue. I was like, I understood that they were rescued, but I didn't know the details. And there are so many interesting parts. And it's so fascinating hearing from the people that rescued them, you know, like I would have thought, oh, they were rescued by, you know, trained Navy divers or whatever, but they were rescued by this group of, and I'm saying this in quotes, misfits, because throughout the documentary, they kind of talk about how all of these cave divers, that's what they do as their sport, cave divers are all kind of, kind of all identify as being loners. They talk about how they weren't picked as, you know, the kids to be picked for the cricket teams or the kids that were playing football. (laughs) It wasn't them. They were the outsiders. And that's why they like cave diving so much because it's this autonomous sport, autonomous like hobby where they go and they just feel so at peace, even though it's quite challenging and it's quite scary. um, And it's certainly confronting. I mean, some of the footage of these cave divers is enough to just make you like break out in hives if you're claustrophobic. But it was so interesting hearing these men tell their stories. These are guys that do cave diving as a hobby and they were rallied from all over the world to come to Thailand and to pull this mission off. And I didn't realize that 
and this is like a known thing, so I'm hopefully not spoiling it for anyone, but I didn't realize that the way they rescued these boys was by anesthetizing them. Like that's wild. And so it takes you just through, there's a whole journey of how there's this like one cave diver who's an Australian man who also happens to be an anesthetist. Hope I said that right. And like his moral quandary, like his moral, I guess, um, like this internal conflict that you can see him going through because how awful, you know, he talks about actually having to anesthetize, you know, knock these kids out and then put them underwater and tie their hands behind their back so that they can dive these kids out. And it's just such a human story, but it's also so wild. It's just wild. And so that is the rescue. And again, I could probably do a whole episode on how invested I feel in this documentary, but I just, yeah, can't recommend it enough. And then number two is in the same vein, because I don't know about you, but when I get fascinated by something, I want to know all of the information. I get really, I don't want to say transfixed, but maybe, maybe that's right. I don't know. But I just want to know more about it. I guess it's kind of like when you read a book from a certain genre and then you find yourself wanting that book to keep going because you're enjoying it. So then you kind of go and seek other books by those authors or in a similar vein. But anyway, then I went on to listen to the Wondery um, podcast on the Thai Cave Rescue. So if you search in your podcast app Against the Odds by Wondery, it's a selection of all different stories that are about survival and overcoming different things. There's one in there about, I think, being abducted in a desert. I haven't listened to that yet. There's a whole variety, but they have a four-part series specifically on the Thai cave rescue. And I found that really interesting as well to listen to off the back of watching that documentary, The Rescue, because it gives you different, different parts because it's four episodes. So I would say it's about four hours worth of content versus the two hour documentary. And there were things in there like about how, when the, when the boys were being anesthetized, I don't know if I'm saying that right. You know what I mean though? They had the other kids kind of huddled up as far away as possible so that they weren't spooked out by what was going on. And they talk about the way that the boys decide who was going to be rescued first And it's those little bits of context that I did also really enjoy hearing about because it's just the most incredible feat. So again, that's a four-part podcast um, series that I did really enjoy. Next up, something that I can't recommend enough, even though I haven't finished it, is the book Love Stories by Trent Dalton. I'm a very big fan of Trent Dalton's writing. I read The Boy Swallows Universe. that's what it's called a few years back and it's just such a beautiful read and so anytime I see his name on a book even when he's giving a recommendation I'm like yep I'm in (laughs) I trust this guy and so love stories are a collection of love stories it's chapter by chapter so you can pick it up and dip into any chapter really there's not a great deal of continuity there are some threads that kind of wrap a bit but what I'm saying is it's the sort of book that you can pick up before you go to bed at night and read a chapter And that chapter is concluded in the chapter. It's a short story on its own, which is just nice. It's nice and succinct. And 
you know, as the name suggests, love stories. It's a book full of all different love stories. And the way Trent collected these stories was by sitting at a fold-up table in Brisbane with a sign that said something along the lines of like, writer wants to hear about your love stories. And it's really nice. And I think in this day and age, in this time that we're in right now, when a lot of us are experiencing disconnect and we're missing our loved ones, or perhaps you're sick of being with your loved ones because you've all been so cooped up with them. It's really nice. It's really, really nice to be invited into someone else's love story and hear about their definition of love and the way that it unfolded for them, what it means for them. There's this one like short chapter about how there's this couple and all all the man wants is to be able to see his partner because he's blind. And there's just something about the way it's written. And, you know, Trent says, I tell him, I tell him she's beautiful. And he says, of course, I know that. I don't know. Like there's just so many nice parts in it that I find myself getting really teary while I'm reading love stories. So pick it up. It's a great book. Can't recommend it enough. <laughs> Next up. Okay. This is a beauty kind of makeup one. Something that I do any day that I'm doing my makeup is I put a really thin line of like flesh colored eyeliner on my waterline. A couple of years back, I went through a stage of having really white, like a white eyeliner on my waterline. And I still do quite like that look for going out, but it's probably a bit harsh for every day. But I mean, it does certainly brighten your eyes. But just this thin line of peach colored, like a, that, that's how I would describe it. Flesh colored is probably not the right term. Peach colored eyeliner on your waterline. So your waterline is the part of your eyelid where your lower eyelashes grow out of, like in there. Hopefully you know what I mean. But I just find that actually lining that with this peachy color really makes the whites of your eyes look really bright. It makes your lashes look darker. And it's this simple makeup step that takes five seconds, not even that. And it really does make a difference. So I wanted to share that with you because when I'm getting ready of a morning, there are like three things that I find make a big difference. One is using a brow gel to like brush my brows up and keep them in place. A really good mascara and that thin line. I don't know. I just feel like it really makes your eyes look super clear and healthy. So that's one thing that I can't recommend enough. Next up, number five, um, there is a podcast episode with, oh my gosh, what's his name? Why didn't I write down his name? What is it? Lex. Oh my gosh. You guys, I'm sorry. I've just had six days straight with the boys. And of course I love my kids to absolute death. Like I, they're my favorite people to be around, but now that we're at the end of the school holidays, I have to be honest and say, like by the end of my stretch with them, so the end of day number six, I'm so touched out and my brain is a little bit fried. So excuse um, excuse me if I'm a bit hard to follow. That's why. It's because I've just been so deep in mum mode and answering their questions and listening to the incessant nonstop narration that goes along with having two eight-year-olds. So anyway, back to my point podcast episode I cannot recommend enough it's a Lex Friedman podcast Lex and then F-R-I-D-M-A-N and while you're there Lex has the best voice in podcasting I think ever 
I could listen to his voice all day. Sometimes I listen to his podcasts that I'm not interested in. I'm not taking anything in, but I just love the like lilt and the cadence of his voice. It's a very um, like James Franco voice and similar to Casey Affleck. I love Casey Affleck's voice. I could listen to him continually. That kind of like lazy voice. Anyway, you'll hear what I mean. I'm definitely like an audio nerd. Um, Lex Friedman has an episode with a philosopher called Manolis Kellis. The episode is number 123 and Manolis is talking about the meaning of life. This is an episode that I revisit often. I listen to it um, anytime I'm feeling a bit lost and I kind of am craving like that grandpa wisdom. That's what I feel like Manolis has. And he's this really joyful, super joyful philosopher. And the way he looks at things in life, I find really inspiring. I think there's a definite thread of stoicism there, but there'll be parts of that podcast that I think will really stick with some of you. There's a part in that conversation when he's talking to Lex and he says, He explains how he kind of looks at problems in the world and he says he likes to look at them as if they're video games, you know, that the problem that's in front of him was designed specifically for him and he can overcome the challenge. But rather than going, oh my gosh, why me? Going, oh my gosh, yes, this is a challenge that is designed for me, that type of thing. So have a listen to that, episode number 123, Manolis Kellis on the Lex Friedman podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Next up, I can't recommend this enough, iced long blacks with oat milk. Now that we are in summer, it is hot, and an iced long black with a dash or a small amount or a top-up of oat milk is, if you're a coffee drinker, I think the perfect way to have an iced coffee. So try it out. A few people in my life recently have started drinking it because I recommended it to them and they are on board. So it's a very simple one. Next up, oh, sticking actually in the same vein as the iced coffee. There are a type of tea bag that I buy from Coles. I'm sure they have them in Woolworths as well. They are the Nerida Organics Roy Boy and Vanilla Tea. I'm sure I'm butchering that. I 100% should have Googled how to say it, but we're here now. Um, That tea, I've shared it on my Instagram before and I am always getting messages from people saying, oh my gosh, I bought that tea. It is amazing. I take mine with a little bit of oat milk. Like I take everything. If you have sugar, you could add sugar to it, honey, your sweetener, whatever. It's just a really nice vanilla flavored tea. So if you're sick of the usual English breakfast, give that one a try. Next up, something that you absolutely need to listen to, and I'm sure that you have because I've spoken about this before, and so many people have, you know, and again, like these things that I'm sharing with you, they're not hot takes, you know, no one's going to be shocked, no one's going to be like, oh, wow, she's sharing a documentary that millions of people have watched on Disney, I know I'm not the first person to watch this, but 
I also know that I'm late to the party with a lot of things. So I'm going to include this one again. And that is Sentimental in the City. It's a podcast series that will just have you laughing. If you are a fan of the original Sex in the City, you need to go and listen to these episodes. There are, I think, six episodes. It is Caroline O'Donoghue, who is just brilliant, and Dolly Alderton, again, brilliant. And these two women sit down and they talk about each season of Sex in the City and they call it like the great American novel. They are super fans. They, of course, acknowledge that there are parts of it that are problematic, but they talk about the overarching theme of each season in a way that has you feeling like you're at drinks with a girlfriend. It's such a gift. It was such a gift Um for me when I was going through like a a tricky time last year and I had found myself feeling really sad and just not laughing. Then I came across this podcast and it was like the first time in a while I was properly laughing and smiling. And even now, if I'm a bit stuck for something to listen to, you know, there's nothing that's kind of piquing my interest. I'll put this series on just while I'm cleaning the house and pottering around. And there's always something that I missed, you know, or that I forgot that they said, and it cracks me up. This is definitely my sense of humor in a podcast series. So that is Sentimental in the City. Go and listen to it. You'll find it under the Sentimental Garbage kind of banner. Next up, The Emporium in Brisbane. Can't recommend it enough. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop saying that. Um, it is accommodation, a hotel in the city, in Brisbane City, in South Bank. I don't know if they have emporiums in other states. Again, I haven't really done my research. I've just written a list and sat down here. But even not, like even if you don't have access to this exact hotel, take from it what I'm going to tell you about the experience. We have now stayed there a couple of times, the boys and I, and it is a really... um, like I want to say like luxe kind of indulgent experience. It's not cheap at all. It's something that I really have to budget for and set aside and prioritize and with go other things when we're, go- when we're going to go there. But it is an experience. It's such an experience. The Emporium that we stay at in South Bank has a rooftop pool. I love the location. I love the ease because I go there, valet parking, walk straight into reception. We're straight up in our room. The lifts are an experience. You walk into the lifts and they are all screens with digital imagery, like fireworks or a shark swimming towards you or just different, like kind of like light installations happening. And so it's just an experience. The whole time you're there feels like you're kind of really having an escapism. And I guess for us, because we live in a really sleepy, very sleepy coastal town. So going to the city feels really exciting for the boys. And the location of this one, as I said, car into valet, but the location of this one, like everything just feels within walking distance straight down the lifts, which are exciting, especially when you're a kid. Those lifts are really fun when you're a kid. Straight out the door, across the road to South Bank, lots lots to see, lots to do, lots to experience, different sites. Um, As I said, lots to see and different sites. Again, my brain is a bit fried, but I can't recommend doing this and making it a priority enough because this is so impactful 
for the boys. We went there for the first time for one night and the boys speak about it as the most like fond memory that they have. That and when I each took them away for one night on their own around when they were like five years old. Like if you ask them what's the best thing you've ever done, they'll talk about those things, those experiences. And they're not grand. Like it's not, yes, it's expensive, but it's not grand in terms of there's not a thought out itinerary and it's not like an overseas trip. It's not a birthday party. There's not a lot of people there, but it seems really impactful. And I guess it's because it's different. It's exciting and it feels like really quality bonding time. So I wanted to include this in here just to say, if you're feeling a bit stuck, and I know this is very hard, depending on where you live right now, depending on what restrictions are in place, they could change at any moment. But can you go on like an overnight, like one or two night staycay somewhere within driving distance that you feel safe? And if you don't have kids, absolutely go and do that. Go and eat at a different restaurant, go to a different cafe, just be in a different place. But if you do have kids, I think the beauty of a staycay is you might feel yourself kind of soften a little bit and letting go of the routine or the rhythm, you know, and I guess what I mean by that is like the boys and I were getting ice cream at like nine o'clock at night. You know, it's kind of like rules out the window. Let's have fun. Life is short. You want to go over and look at those fairy lights? Let's go. You want to go and explore? Amazing. You want to push each other into this rooftop pool? Like whatever, like just have fun. That's how it feels. It feels like ultimate fun. You want to jump on the beds. You want to order a fancy breakfast from room service, you know? And of course, I understand not everyone can do that. But for dinner, we literally, like the boys had happy meals. Someone commented on Instagram and said, oh, where did you take the boys for dinner? My kids are not restaurant kids, not because they won't sit there. They'll happily sit anywhere and draw or just entertain themselves, but they're not big eaters. You know, they're not excited by eating something different. They were so excited that I said, yeah, cool. You can get some nuggets from McDonald's because that's not something they would have all the time. So yeah, that's, that's why I have included that in my list. Next up, something you can do that really doesn't cost much at all. If you have a Spotify account, make your own playlists, spend some time, you know, maybe it's even just 10 minutes before you fall asleep at night, or if you're sitting with your kids while they fall asleep, just start making yourself little playlists for different moods. I have a playlist that I put on, on the mornings that I don't have the kids And it's all songs that I feel like kind of drop me into like really feeling like my authentic self. There are songs in there that make me excited for when I do and if I do ever meet someone again, like those kind of songs that I don't know, I just like really love them and it sets the tone for the start of my day and it's good. And then I've got playlists that I'll put on when the kids and I are doing our evening cleanup and we're getting ready to go to bed. And there are karaoke songs, you know, songs that when you're driving along, you just want to belt out and sing along to. So think about different parts of your day, different times of your day, different times of your cycle and what you need. Do you want a playlist of songs that remind you of being 18 and going dancing with your friends? Do you need a playlist, a playlist of songs that make you feel grounded and relaxed? Just start adding to them and you'll be surprised. Music really does change your physiology. Like you feel you feel different 
I think most people will, when you have songs playing that you feel really connected to. So spend some time doing that for yourself and put music on. There was a time in my life where I just forgot how much I loved having music playing or, you know, I wasn't, was that, I don't want to say aloud, but like I just went through a stage where it wasn't the done thing and I really forgot. Um, next up, I really recommend having funny accounts in your Instagram feed. I've spoken a few times about how what we absorb via our newsfeed, what we bring into our home via our phone is our responsibility. And when I go to Instagram, I really prefer to see something that makes me smile, makes me laugh, makes me want to screenshot it and send it on to someone else, like a funny meme versus looking at other people's lives, lifestyles sometimes. I don't really find that stuff super inspiring. So lately I've been really leaning into accounts that do that, that make me laugh and that I think are funny. So a couple that I like, there's one called Recess Therapy, which is a guy, I think his name's Julian, in New York interviewing kids. Some of them, I'm like, well, I can skip past that one, but some of them are really funny and the boys love them as well. I am 30 AF, just a meme account that I often send stuff like that I see on there to friends. And there's another one, I think it's called Girls Think I'm Funny. There's, I mean, there's, there are so many funny Instagram accounts and obviously everyone has a different sense of humor. But if you start interacting with one that you think is funny, then of course the algorithm will do its thing and show you more. So just being more aware about curating what it is that's popping up into your news feed And making sure that if you're dipping into social media, you're getting something from it. It could be knowledge. You know, you could be dipping in to learn something. You could be dipping in to feel motivated or inspired. But just make sure that when you're dipping in, you're not left feeling less. You know, there are so many accounts that we could personally run through a lens and end up feeling less. And that has nothing to do about the accounts. It's entirely about us. So just, again, making sure that you're aware what you're consuming and how it makes you feel. And so funny accounts are a big one that I've been really enjoying lately. So those are a few things. I think maybe there was 10, maybe 11 all off. I can't remember now. I've gone off script that I really, really enjoy. And I would love to hear from you. What are some things that you just love, you know, whether it is your coffee order Um, or whether it's a new song or a TV show, I'm going to stick with show, um, that you've recently watched or a movie. If something comes to mind, please jump over to the Facebook group, the Frey Facebook group, and share it in there. Let us know. I would love to hear from you over there. I will put the link in the show notes. And if you go about your day now with your peach-colored eyeliner and your iced long black with a dash of oat milk, let me know what you think. And go and watch The Rescue. That's my overarching theme. Go and watch The Rescue. I was literally pacing around the lounge room like a mad woman. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you soon. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.